Welcome back to Adderall and Green Juice. Alex and I are here today talking about a pretty fun topic about how to get your partner to support you in your business. My favorite topic. Is. You're great. <laughs> You're great at this. He's wonderful. I love when all the old ladies at events come up to me and say, oh my gosh, where do I find someone like you? You can't. He's taken. Yeah, I'm taken. Sorry. <laughs> no, but this is a really interesting topic because it's something that Alex and I hear a lot mm -hmm. from the wonderful people in our coaching programs and my private coaching clients is, you know, you have these very ambitious women and not to say there's not ambitious men out there because there are, of course, but um, especially like in our programs, there are a lot of women. So we have these amazingly ambitious, powerful women who are entrepreneurs and there's clearly a movement now, especially with you know, the rise of Instagram of these female entrepreneurs that are doing, making big waves online and their husbands don't want to be left behind or their partners don't want to be left behind and how to be able to come together to be able to still have a strong, happy relationship and family, but yet grow your business and be the entrepreneur that you want to be, like how to balance all that. Do you think some people believe that it's not possible? That Like are people out there saying... Well, it's one or the other, because what was that quote I read today? Oh, the queen one. Oh, yeah. Oh, it said, it? like, is the it... queen is most powerful when her king steps down from the throne no, or something. No, it was like, when a, when a king leaves, historically, historic, no, I need to look it up. Hang on. I'm literally looking it up right now, because it was so funny and so true <laughs> and so good. I do think that people often believe that you do have to choose. But one thing that I strongly believe is that you don't have to choose between anything in your life. I believe that you can have it all. Mm -hmm. Now, I do believe in people narrowing down their niche, <laughs> but that's different than having having it all or having to choose. What's a queen without a king? Well, historically speaking, more powerful. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's a great quote. <laughs> that's awesome. But anyway, so we had some just tips to share with you and, and really from life experience. Alex did a podcast about a year ago mm -hmm. with our friend Jamie, the King's Chardonnay and Slay podcast. It was super awesome. It was actually one of her top-rated podcasts. First time she had a, a Slay boy on the podcast. <laughs> but they talked about how you can get your man to support you in your business. And we just wanted to talk about that today because that's how we got started. Actually, Alex and I started working together um, as business partners. Mm -hmm. And... Then we fell in love. And it was how to balance all that. Yeah. I mean, going, or I guess starting out with with that um, partnership is one thing, but I think most people are in a situation where they're in a relationship. One person realizes that they want more out of life, and typically that th that's through an entrepreneurial venture. Um, and... And the, the gut reaction for most men, and I'll, I'll, be, I'll generalize here, is that change is bad. She's going to outgrow me. What don't, if I get left behind? Don't want to be left behind. Yeah, so the, these me, are like... Me, caveman, yeah, I'm strong the, and powerful. <laughs> these are the caveman thoughts. I find thoughts. the food and bring to family. <laughs> these are the caveman thoughts, and, and that's like the deep-rooted yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's it, like the primal. It doesn't necessarily come out that way. The way it typically comes out is passive-aggressive. Passive-aggressive. <laughs> passive oh, you think you can do that? Childlike behavior. Um, it comes out as comparison. It comes out as trying to like dim your light. I, I mean, the passive aggressive thing is really apparent. 
yeah. I would say it's it, it's uh, also in in forms questions is you think you can do that yeah. you think you have time for that yeah are you sure that's gonna make you happy yeah because men love to come in with the the list of reasons why it won't work or why it won't happen and they try to fight you with logic as to as to why it won't work out why you shouldn't take that risk and uh, maybe you're just better off doing all that stuff that is like nonsense for an entrepreneurial spirit it does not thrive off that at all and now you're in a situation where you feel like you have to choose between your dream or your man. Right. And I think, I'm, I mean, fortunately, we've never been in that situation, but I can, I hear that a lot of people are. They're in that situation Ours where... Ours is different because we started as entrepreneurial partners first. Yeah, it definitely makes it different. I mean, as well as just, I think, honestly, just understanding relationships really well and, and being clear with what we want. I think, I think that starting out as business partners... I don't know if it helped, but it definitely just changed the plot a little bit. But the, yeah, I mean, definitely the piece about I'm scared of, well, here's the, here's the tip, actually. If you're on an entrepreneurial journey and your man is either being passive aggressive, unsupportive, all these things, we just cut to the chase with it, which is the real thing that they're saying or the real thing that they're feeling mm -hmm. is not, what's it going to cost? What's the risk? All this kind of stuff. The real feeling, whether they've communicated it verbally or not, is I'm scared of being outgrown. I'm right. scared that you're going to outgrow me. I'm scared of being left behind. Um, and if you go listen to the podcast edited with Jamie, you'll you'll get that message. But that's that's the deep rooted piece of it. But it doesn't. I mean, very very rarely does it come to the surface. Very rarely like is it the logistics that the man is bringing up. That even happened with us when I did my um, assignment for my first my first private coaching. Mm -hmm. Alex was like, oh, I don't know the price and this and that, which of course it was like a hefty investment. But really when we had the long conversation about it and it came down to, Alex was like, you know what? I realized that I was afraid of being left behind because mm -hmm. he had always been everything for me, like mm -hmm. literally, like technically, like creatively, all that. And to have like basically someone else to lean on and support I guess it was a scary moment mm -hmm. because it, it was just a change. Again, mm -hmm. we, change is different. Mm -hmm. So we all have to like adapt to it. So that is usually where that comes from is just from fear. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And um, the remedy to that is just talking about it. Like what will happen if you don't bring that stuff to the surface is you actually both just start living separate lives. You'll both... Um, yeah, you know, drift off in your own different way. It's very. Well, and I mean, then you find people. And then what happens is all of a sudden the children are grown, yeah. and then the people split up because you didn't grow together. Well, a new a new business can be like a new love affair, essentially. Mm -hmm. Like it can be because it's so exciting, it's so dynamic, it's so fulfilling. Ashley just taking a sip over there from her glass straw. I'm sorry, it's the worst thing for me to. <laughs> um, but but it can it can feel like a new love, you know. And so on one side, you can have everyone getting all their needs met through their business and all these new clients and leads and oh my god, look all at the what serotonin I'm and yeah, the likes totally and I'm doing rushing. this. Yeah. Um, and the other person is is like get off your damn phone. Yeah, get off your phone. Like we're supposed I'm to be eating too. sketty together right yeah, now. Seriously, been there. Feel that, <laughs> bro. All the bros listening. That actually happened when when I was married because I was fully, totally obsessed with Instagram and all about growing my following. And then my husband at the time he didn't even have an email address, so it was complete like disconnect there. And I didn't have boundaries set in place for 
myself, like my work, her, my work was growing my Instagram <laughs> and it's like that and my relationship. So when the lines start to get blurred and you can't um, set like a black and white line between like work and quality time mm -hmm. with your partner, that can become a problem, which really leads me into one of the, the main things that I wanted to share today, which is one of the ways to get your partner to support you is to have solid boundaries with your business and your relationship. There's nothing worse than so-called working all day, you working on your business all day, than to spend the evening with your partner, but you still won't get off your phone, you not being present, not wanting to have a conversation, only talking about your business, mm. those, time, those kind of things. Like, set the boundaries and be productive as possible when you are working on your business. And then when, when it's time for quality time, romantic time, intimacy time, whatever it is, dinner time, be present and enjoy that. And know that you will come back to your work being even more fulfilled and ready to go and energized and present because you you actually set the time aside because it's very important for both. I I have had so many times in growing my business that I thought that taking a break, going to dinner, relaxing was like wasting time. And I, sh I wish I just wish I wasn't doing this now. I wish I was just working on my business or I'd be better off now if I could just be working on something or working on captions or doing a blog post. But but really, my brain needed a rest. My Your bodies need and our souls need time to chill and relax and relax our brains so that you actually can come back to your passion and your business like completely ready to take it on and be productive. Otherwise, you'll totally see yourself hitting a plateau and actually not even a plateau, but like starting to decline and thinking, wait, I'm working so hard. Why is my business not growing like I wanted it to? Or my Instagram not growing? Or people aren't engaging. It's like, well, what have you done to like rest? What have you done to take a step back from it so you can actually move forward like 100%? So you said boundaries. Are you saying communicate those early or often and effectively? I would, say, I would say totally communicate them, but also know for yourself because... Number one, for your business, you'll be a lot more productive if you said, okay, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Now, I'm just going to say part-time for now. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, from 9 to 3, I am 100% committed and fully present in my business. I'm shutting off notifications. I'm not meeting anyone for tea, not meeting anyone for coffee, not being with my partner. Like These are my on times, and when those times are off, then I can plan a dinner with my partner, let him know that, hey, but, but or he or she, between nine and three, Monday through, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, it's not, nothing's happening. Mm -hmm. That's great for your business and also great for your relationship mm -hmm. so that you're productive when you're in your business. But when you're not, you can be with your partner mm -hmm. or your family, cook dinner, be with your children, whatever it may be. But yeah, totally be yeah, communicate well that when you're on and when you're off. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. the the thing about being an entrepreneur is that you don't you don't have someone telling you when you're on and off. You mm -hmm. can essentially do it all the time, but that actually is very dangerous for your business, for your mindset, and for your relationship. Mm -hmm. To you, you have to set those boundaries for yourself and for your relationship. Yeah, I I think what what you're saying is like sacred business hours and also sacred. Yeah. Um, 
you know, personal hours, relationship hours, whatever it might be. The, the, the caveat to that is part of the entrepreneurial journey is um, change, unexpected things, you know, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And that kind of leads into the next piece of that, which is having realistic expectations. Is it realistic to say that I'm never going to have something come up that I need to skip dinner with you, cancel a date night, not go to bed at the same time, be on my phone during an important moment, whatever it might be. Is that is that a hundred percent realistic to say that's not going to happen? Well, of, of course not. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, you get to decide in that moment what's you know important, what's worth taking, whatever it might be. But obviously, being realistic in in that approach and being flexible if you're on the other end of receiving that, I I think is just as important. Um, now, obviously, if, if a pattern continues, uh, it's it's a different story, right? If you're like, if, if, if you said one time, hey, you know, just totally. so you know, sometimes like I might have my phone at the dinner table just in case I need to step There's away and always, take a phone call. And that's okay. That I personally think that's okay. Yeah, it's Like totally as long fine. as you said, hey, you know what? Like this may come up or something's real, a really important situation is happening right now. Like mm-hmm. I need to, yeah. you know, have uh, my phone out yeah. or I, need, I may need to step away right. or... Yeah, and I, I like it's it's not it's not uncommon for me that I'll get calls during you know a dinner or a meal or whatever it might be, and and I always just say, hey, you know, do, do you mind if I take this? And one of the things that I've clarified with my clients and the people I work with is like I'll, I'll always get back to you. Um, like ghosting is not okay, but but what is okay and acceptable and what we expect of each other is that you either take the call, you let me know that you can't pick it up right now, whatever it might be. Yeah, I think that's just like so. So that just comes down to expectations, whether it's communicating that to your clients, to your business, to your spouse, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. But with that as well, one other thing to clarify is what is non-negotiable for you, and just think about that for a second right now. In your like, relationship, if you yeah. like, what are your non-negotiables in relationship for you? Just think about that for a second. And they may not be the same as your partner. No, generally, they're not the same. Well, some people may have similar things, like, but they may not. They might not be. So there may be something that's so so important to your partner Mm. that you really don't give a shit about. Mm -hmm. But by the way, this applies even if you're not entrepreneurial together. Just totally, totally. (laughs) But um, but we. I'm trying to think. What are some of ours? Like Alex likes to sleep in the same bed, and I don't care. No. Yeah, I've been there. Don't know why you're opening that kind of lens on this, but team <laughs> there. Yeah. Anyway, if if we went to bed, like I don't care if I was snoring up a storm, you, which I don't snore, fortunately. Thank God. But you, you are not allowed to leave the bed. He, you. Well, actually, I would be understanding in that case. If you're snoring. Well, yeah, but but. What know. there was something one night, and I was like. I think I was joking or maybe I can't remember, but I said, I'm not sleeping in the bed tonight. And you were like, no, you have to. Yeah. Because he's like, like it's very important for you to like, it's like intimate for you, like to sleep in the same bed together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I value that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we have to go It's not my top priority, although I like to sleep. I mean, it's nice to- Well, but- I mean, even for Ashley, like bedtime means sleep time and bedtime for me- doesn't always mean sleep. He time. means like cuddle time. And oh, I'm like, that's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. 
it's the it's the subtle hey let's cuddle which means let's not cuddle or let no it was like let's go to sleep or let's go to bed and I'm like, and, yeah, and like, okay, yeah, I'm took I'm, a, I'm I took a sleep essence and yeah. I'm going to bed. Yeah, yeah. See and you I'm tomorrow. Like, that's, He's like, that's not what I meant. So anyway, clarify, communicate. Yeah, that one's a bitch. <laughs> no, my <laughs> So my many sleep, men are nodding their heads right sleep, now. Sleep is sacred to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> You're silly. Yeah, so I think. You love a good sleep too. Well, I do like sleeping. Okay, but well, let's get off. Let's I just, I love cuddling so much and just physical contact. So obviously, you can probably tell that Alex's love language is physical touch, and which leads me into the the next topic, which is know what your partner's love language is, because if you know what that is, you can show them love in a way that they're going to be able to recognize it and appreciate it. Because they want to feel loved when they're supporting you in your business. And Ashley has a book coming out actually called The Two Forgotten Love Languages. <laughs> it's really, really exciting. The book is called The Two Forgotten Love Languages. So those of you that know personal development know that there's five love languages. Well, there's actually seven. And love language number six is the love language of cash. Ashley loves, 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 loves cash. <laughs> and then love language number seven is, funnily enough, it's sleep. <laughs> so that's how Ashley, you know, receives love with, through uh, cash and through granting the gift of sleep, of undisturbed <laughs> sleep. So if I ever need to make her feel very loved, I'll just, you know, wedge the biggest pillow I can find between us and leave her alone. <laughs> throw money on her yeah yeah throw a bunch of money on her <laughs> so basically what you're saying is like my perfect partner is the tooth fairy yeah pretty much yeah is able to slip in there leave you some money without waking you up <laughs> yeah slide it right under my pillow <laughs> yeah. and i wake up Ooh, a silver dollar some money <laughs> yeah so that's that's ashley and you know we can we can discuss that on another podcast but uh that's uh yeah that's a pretty important one i mean when when you talk about doing business together and obviously there's distance there and unmet expectations and late nights and all this kind of stuff. I mean, just getting back to the core, like the, 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 the main default that people will go to, I find is I don't feel loved. I haven't got my cup filled right now, all that kind of stuff. And obviously there are things that you need to do by yourself to make sure that you're being fulfilled, that you're taking care of yourself. You know, you're actually loving yourself too. But, um, you know, the art of relationship is that there, there are things that the needs that you have from the other, the other mm -hmm. person and communicating those. It's so, so, so important. Um, it's when they go unsaid, right. That resentment builds and affairs start and all this kind of nasty stuff that causes breakups. Um, it's just, it just has to be communicated, you know, yeah. and it's, it's the uncomfortable conversation to have, but if you believe that your relationship is worth it, then you're you're gonna need to have it. And and, and again, that goes for entrepreneurial couples and um, people that uh, aren't necessarily entrepreneurial. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so for I think sure. that's an important one. Yeah, but going back to like the love languages, like for any of you that are listening that aren't familiar with the love languages, basically it means that knowing their love language so they can receive love in the way that they feel mm -hmm. loved. So for example, your man's supporting you in your business and you want to show him love and you keep telling him, thank you. I appreciate you. You're so wonderful. This is great. Love you. But if his love language isn't words, he's not going to even recognize that 
you are appreciating him and showing him love. For example, if his love language is touch, like Alex, if his love, love language is touch, to show him that I appreciate you supporting me, um, I appreciate how you show up for me, you would want to give him hugs and cuddles and love and touch his hand and want to hold, like all these things that he, where he would recognize, oh, wow, she's really happy. She really loves me. That's kind of how it works because you can, because what will happen sometimes is, well, honestly, at the end of relationships, people will say, well, I did this and I did that and I said this and the person's like, okay, but that doesn't matter that much mm -hmm. to me. It's not the biggest thing that matters. So, um, that's really um, important. Yeah, to know. If, if you're not clear on your own love languages, then you're 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 fighting a losing battle. Like it's just it's so important. Such a simple. I I mean, to, I think it's one of the best, and I, and I think we've talked about it on podcasts previously. But I think it's one of the best personal development tools you can ever learn. Um, Even for people on your that yeah, work with you. Yeah, in that's the other thing, especially for people on your team in business. Understanding what their love languages are is so important as well. Um, because if, if someone's love language is words, you want to tell them every freaking day that they're doing a great job. You're proud of them. You appreciate them, all that, all that kind of stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely, I notice now that, and we'll get into what I, I've been up to, but I've noticed that now that I'm managing people um, and have team uh, working with me because it's important to me and I know that I like like the words and words of affirmation, all that kind of stuff, how I try to make that, a conscious effort right you know I, I i really try so um yeah it's interesting to see how it all how it all comes together so recently we've had kind of a, a shift in our business for the last what two two and a half years mm -hmm. two three years alex has been like the everything behind the scenes in the Ashley diana unapologetic empire yeah and he's done everything from creative and technical and brand strategy and you name it Alex was the the one man show basically and that was really cool and again he talks about that a little bit more in the Jamie's podcast but recently Alex has kind of stepped out from my behind the scenes and taken a position as a creative director and marketer for one of your I would say longtime mentors mm -hmm. one of your favorite people yeah it was a it was an opportunity that came up um, and it was, it was interesting. It was with, it was with Eric Quarry, who we've talked about on the, on the podcast before. Um, and he essentially offered me a position of, I mean, head of marketing is, is to say it lightly. <laughs> um, That's it, a small part yeah, it. it. comes with a lot of other responsibilities with, uh, with, with a, with a company that big. So it was, it was really, really exciting. Um, it, it wasn't, it wasn't an easy decision to make surprisingly, you know, even though you get the call from someone who you idolize and, and they're saying, Hey, you want to come? And it's basically your dream position. Totally. Yeah. Um, but we, it, we, it was interesting because that kind of, it leads us into this podcast because we had to sit down and have quite a few com real conversations about how would we support each other? Because mm -hmm. it's always been he and I, and Alex has always supported me in my business. And it would really, um, Alex would be stepping into a new leadership role in this other business mm -hmm. and I would essentially have to step into my own leadership role and do more delegating and regulating and taking things like that things. taking more responsibility and we just had a lot of deep conversations to see like oh do we want that what would that look like and how can we like support each other and still 
doing the things we want to do and pursue the things we want to pursue and still be our best selves. Well, unfortunately, one of the things that I, I it sounds so silly to say, but one of the things I love about us, I'm fairly sure I've said that <laughs> on, on, on other podcasts too, is that I just, I really appreciate that we take the time to talk about those things, even, even exciting opportunities, which will always feel exciting to be able to do as Keith Cunningham would say it pre-mortem right Mm -hmm. which is which is a post-mortem is something something bad has happened and and you're trying to figure out the cause of death a pre-mortem in business anyway is uh is basically forecasting and foreshadowing a decision that you're about to make and figuring out all the ways that it could go wrong and, Mm -hmm. and become a terrible problem because one of the wisest things Keith has ever said is all my biggest problems started out as a good idea. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's a relationship, a business venture, you can tie back and find every major problem in your life and find that at the time. At one time, it, it sounded was, like it, it would be really good. Idea. Yeah, going home with that person, meeting that person, taking that opportunity, whatever it might be, starting that business. Um, it was a good idea at one point. So it's really important to, to realize that with the decisions that you make going forward because I think, I think, we never, we never really think. Oh, I think I'm going to make a really bad decision. Well, here's today. the thing, especially with people that are entrepreneurs, because you're typically emotion driven. You get excited. You're passionate, creative, and the last thing you want to do is shift your energy to think about what could logically, mm-hmm. what could, what bad could happen out of this? this? What up. could screw this up? What negative things could happen? To sabotage because you, know, you kind of don't want to think about that because that's not. A typical, it's not sexy. It's not fun, and it gets you out of your your groove. But the truth is, is Alex and I are super optimistic, but we're also like realist about a lot of things, and almost to a fault. By the almost way, almost to a fault. Act, yeah. I was just about to say that. Yeah, yeah totally. To but I think it. Um, what it does help with. <laughs> I would prefer it that way personally, <laughs> because otherwise you're trying to control a Tasmanian devil. I think. I, I, I think a lot of people in relationships are like that. Where the other partner is just so in entrepreneurial couples, anyway, right? They're so wild and crazy with big picture ideas, and and the other person's job half their job is just calming the other person down, <laughs> and and that's a whole other bag of issues that fortunately I don't feel we have, but I've definitely seen it in other couples. Well, many people do, but again, it's like just communication and supporting each other. Yeah, it can be fixed with communication yeah, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. Um, so, what was one of the things that you were scared about with this transition and stepping? out well, from my business. Yeah, I mean, like obviously kind of the opportunity of a lifetime came across and yet I wasn't the initial thing wasn't oh this is how everything could go great. You know, with relationship being number one in my value list. Um my main fear was how how or my main question rather was how's this going to impact my relationship um and the things that started to come up for me were yeah where is this going to be a year from now what am i going to have to sacrifice in order to make this work because that's the other thing like you know being kind of seasoned in business now i know what it takes Mm -hmm. and when eric brought this project to me i knew what it took it Mm -hmm. wasn't like come in and just hey keep running the ship it was it was you know feet on the ground like yeah totally go for it and so the the main thing in giving all this energy to this other project and this other thing was I had a fear that Ashley would feel unimportant 
that she would feel forgotten, that she would feel number two instead of number one. And, and we just brought that up. Like we just brought that up and talked about it and said, listen, this is, this is my main thing. Like, obviously there was all these logistics and all that kind of stuff in, in being in that position, the timing of it. But my, my main thing, despite all the technical logistics and, oh my God, can I handle like a $10 million company and all that responsibility? My main fear, Mm -hmm. (laughs) my main fear was, um, my partner not feeling important. And uh, so we communicated that. Yeah, we talked about it. And um, and going into it and having that be clear changes why you make a decision Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And you really look at, um, you, you really look at like what's important and, to me, it ended up coming down to, like, to actually say yes to that decision, which it wasn't a yes straight away. I think Eric hated me with the, with the time that I took to make the decision. Um, but it, was, uh, it, it wasn't about the money. It wasn't necessarily about the opportunity. It was, the, it was about the, the chance to grow. Sure. You know, it was it was about a chance to grow. The- and that's why I wanted to support you in it too. Not mm. not well, number one, I was really excited for you because I wanted to like see you shine and not that you didn't shine. Well, yeah, stuff, and that's and, and, and that's thing cool to clarify is that like you you and I didn't feel like I was limited in the position that I was in with, no. with you. Like that that wasn't part of it. Like I've never felt limited. I've never felt like, oh I'm just run it on the hamster wheel, like, but, you know, it, it wasn't like that at all. Um, but when you, you know, when you throw in other mentors, other people that are playing at a big level, there's obviously room for growth there. Yeah. And as someone that embraces growth, um, I, that, that was what excited me most. And yeah, having that support from you of how this will help you grow mm-hmm. grow as a leader yeah and... grow as a leader grow as a person mm-hmm. grow as a business man like all that kind of stuff was was huge so and, and for me it was interesting because it made me realize like even before the, um, the shift and the change happened but it made me realize i was like oh wow without having alex here day to day i i've really Alex has really been a crutch for me in many ways because he can do so much and has been able to, you know, step in and be the kind of doer of everything. I realized I was like, wow, this is also an opportunity for me to really step up as the CEO of my own damn life and business and not lean on Alex as much. And that was an interesting thought to have. And it's been interesting to also implement Mm-hmm. It's been really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without without feeling, you know, it's like all those all those things, and and you guys like understand the picture now. It's like, well, how on earth do you put so much of your time and energy and love into your separate businesses, and not have the other person feel forgotten about or unimportant? All those things, and I just I don't know if I have the answer to that, but I I know that I haven't felt unimportant and I don't believe that you have either unless you want right. to 
bring this up on the podcast right Which now. Sometimes I do things like that. <laughs> um, no, I think I don't I, tell them about it beforehand. <laughs> call them out. I think we've both been really understanding of um, of that, and and you know, I mean, when I first jumped into the project, like there was some there was some high anxiety days because it was really new and unfamiliar for me in a lot of ways. Um, but once that passed and it was just a matter of time, um, once that passed and I was able to sort of get over that hump, I think mm-hmm. that was an uncomfortable week maybe or an yep. uncomfortable few days of like, oh my uh, God. Oh like, shit moments. Yeah. And like, you know, I was, I was waking up with a sore jaw from grinding my teeth. <laughs> it was just high stress, high anxiety, but getting through that, um, yeah, I mean the other the other side has been great. Well, there yeah, there's a couple things. The one thing that our coach Scott shared with us is how to how to be a better communicator, whether it's with someone in business or in your relationship, um, is to ask the question or say, "I need your help with this." So if you need to go to your partner or if your partner needs to come to you to say, hey, you know what, a really great way to start a conversation and to not start off the conversation being reactive and people feel feeling defensive is to say, hey, I need your help on something. Mm-hmm. Because typically your partner always wants to help you. They want to help you solve problems. And they want to be the person that has like come stepped in and kind of helped out and saved the situation. Even if they're the problem. Even if they're the problem. No, 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 truly. Even yeah. if they're a problem, like, come and say, I need your help with this. You know, you've been a real dick lately. Mm-hmm. No, I'm kidding. But, um... I need your help with something. You haven't showered in four days. <laughs> like, 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 truly. Yeah, I mean, but, like, like think about... Let's it. figure out this together. Yeah, something something as silly as that. You haven't showered in four days. Is is saying, I need your help with something. Uh, you, you, you haven't showered in four days, and I'm concerned that like you're not taking time to take care of yourself is a much better mm-hmm. approach than you fucking stink. I can't be around you. You right. know what I mean? It's like, and then, and then they've got the whole I, guy I, thing, which is like, well, if whatever, I, I don't want to be told what to do. Well, well, and doing- so the, the point of that, and the point of that is it's a great way to communicate, to be able to support each other in your business. Let's say you two, you are talking about finances, whether you're talking about it to your partner or vice versa to go to them instead of saying, You've spent too much money. You're you're you spent too much money on your business this month, or what are you spending this on? What is this you know right. uh, transaction for? Did you buy more outfits for Instagram right. or whatever? Uh, you know, instead of approaching None of like which I've said by the way, ever. <laughs> just saying. So you know. Instead of saying something like that, where it can be reactive and people all of a sudden get defensive and not want to help you help the situation, says so I need your help with this. Could we look over our finances together? I just wanted to like clarify a few things. Imagine if you could approach your relationship like that. So if this is resonating with you, like share this with your partner and say, you know what? I'd like to like propose something. What if when we need to really, um, when we need help on something and there's something like a, a topic that we really need to chat about, but maybe it's a tough one. Let's approach it with, I need your help with this. Let's take a look at this instead of attack mode well if you if you if you're listening to all this or anything on this podcast has resonated with you and you're like oh my god i wish i could get my partner to listen to this but i i don't know how i would do that here's your script i need your help with something i am really excited for our relationship and our future but i've noticed that maybe we might not be doing everything right or whatever it might be right something like that 
and the offer you want to make or the ask is I listen to or I follow the this couple and I like them, whatever it might be, and they talked about working in business together or they talked about communication in a, in a relationship together and it just really resonated with me. I'd love to listen to it with you. Would you be open to that? Would you be open to that? Not Leave it at that. Yeah, yeah right. not... Listen to this. Listen to this. You <laughs> this need to do what they're doing. Be like him. He's Don't, perfect. Do not say that. Do not <laughs> no. say be like him or be like her or any no. of that. that. That will definitely. But yeah, I need your help with this. And if you're listening to this with your partner, congratulations. Well done. Y'all are the bomb. Yeah, really, really good because you're now part of the like 1% of couples that actually spend time on their relationship and want to have real deep proper Love. passionate communication which leads to a better relationship so yeah. congratulations if you're listening on this together yeah there, there's two quick things i wanted to share that um could be really valuable the first is that with alex and i having more distance between us and not being with each other all day long really created more desire so sometimes having that space and not having the time to be together all the time is a good thing for your relationship mm -hmm. It's just been intriguing and interesting yeah. to see that. I mean, it's something Esther Perel talks yeah, about. Yeah, Esther Perel talks about it. So definitely just YouTube Esther Perel and look at how she talks about desire, distance and, desire. Uh, distance and creates intimacy. Great. Yeah, it's yeah. the greatest thing ever. Um, Ashley and I don't, I mean, even though we work and live in the same house, we, we, we don't really get sick of each other. And I think that's really cool and really interesting. Um, we, we never really have. I mean, nope. but, but obviously when we do take time apart from each other, it, it does create some desire, which is really, really nice. Um, so also what I'm saying is that if you're thinking about your man, like maybe wanting, you'd love for him to be full time on your business. Hey, you know what? If that's not his dream, that's actually okay too. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But my point is like having some distance from each other can still be really great. Yeah. Cause you can actually take the time to make the time to have the quality experience you want to have together and have that desire and have that spark when you are together so that can totally be a great thing we've yeah. experienced it yeah absolutely and the 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 last thing i wanted to share is just to be sure that your partner always knows that they're a part of your vision and a part of the big picture and they're part of the reason that you're working so hard and part of the reason that you're creating this if, if that's the truth, yeah. if that's the case. <laughs> if it's not, well, yeah, then I don't, know. Don't, don't tell them that this is your escape plan. Yeah. <laughs> like just, just put your head down and work hard if it's your escape plan. And, hey, and here's my thing. Even if part of you thinks it may be your escape plan, hey, give them the opportunity. If you know, At least you would know, hey, this is, this is for us. This is a yeah. part of our vision. And then they can opt in or out if they want to. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's, that's obviously really important to to clarify like even if it's this is like where it should start is this is my vision I, th here's how i see you being a part of it do you want to come on that journey with me and here's how i we've, see it we've seen that for with us. people we've coached right like yeah. we've, we've a lot of um women that that explicitly communicate that mm -hmm. to their um partner. to their partner yeah. and they explicitly tell or demonstrate back to them that they want no part of it yeah and, and it makes it a really easy decision at that point. I mean, easy and hard. Like Well, it just, away, it, here's a, it's, it's, it's clarified. It's clear. Yeah. So at least you can make a, a decision. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be wishy-washy. Yeah. That's huge. Like if, it, it, even if. And there's nothing right or wrong about that. It, it, right. it, it is. Yeah. 
So if, if you, if even if you're a month or a few months into some journey and you haven't clarified that with them, go do it. Because if, if, if the void is being created there, then you've already got indicators of it. You could probably bridge that and bring it home by having some of the conversations that we've talked about in, in this um, podcast. But the big one being, here's where I see us going. Here's what I see us doing together. I just want to know if that excites you or not. And you might get, well, I've, I grew up in this town and I don't want to go. <laughs> you know, that's typically what, what you get. What are um, Deidre uh-huh. and Chris always say? They they do a pul- pulse checks pul- yeah. every so often. So yeah. like a check-in to right. be like, hey, just want to check in with you. It's like a relationship pulse check to right. say, this is still where we're headed. This is what we're working on together. <clears throat> this, is this our vision? Are we still on the same path? And so I would recommend you know, having a upfront conversation in the beginning or wherever you are now in your business and relationship and say, hey, you are a part of my path and my vision. I want you to come along with me on this journey in whatever capacity that is. And then be sure to check back in again. And that's also knowing their love language. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of going back and refreshing what we shared. But it's like knowing their love language. So when you do check in, you know how they're going to receive what you're saying. But that's basically it. Like, yeah. I mean, I know it's a lot, but it's also, it comes down to just communication, having, and having boundaries. Yeah. I kind of hate the word boundaries sometimes, but I know how important that is. I love the word boundaries. Do you? Boundaries are like a big pillow down the middle of the bed. My side and your side. <laughs> I feel like you just contradicted everything this podcast is about. <laughs> What, saying that is about boundaries? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe it's not. I, I don't... I I don't think boundaries... I mean, like, I think boundaries are important. Because you're I, saying break the boundaries. Well, I, I, I think boundaries are important. I don't think they've been the pillar of our success. I just don't. I think that they would be uh-huh. for couples that that need to set like a on time and an off time in their business with you and I, I think it's different because we're so we in have it an unfair to, advantage actually. Yeah. We're so in it all the time. Yeah. And again, that's what I said at the beginning of the podcast. That's how you and I started as entrepreneurial business partners. That so is our unfair it advantage. Is, it is. But for, but it's not, it's also not unobtainable for people. True. But in a relationship where one partner is entrepreneurial and the other one, Right. Just has a nine to five. It's like setting boundaries. I don't mean setting boundaries where it's like, I don't want anything to do with you right now. I mean, setting boundaries where like, right. Like I'm working on my business during these times. And yeah, sacred hours for business and sacred hours for relationship and family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And again, that just comes down to communicating. It comes, it comes down to saying, I love you. You're a part of my vision. This is direction I'm going on. You're coming with me, and in what capacity mm-hmm. are you coming on this mm-hmm. journey with me? And here's what I like to promise you. You know, I, th- this is what I'm willing to do, what I'm not willing to do. This is when I'm working, and this is the time that, like, I want us to talk about and create our non-negotiables, what we need to compromise on, what we can get excited about together. Like, what time can we create together that's all, like, quality time mm-hmm. where we can love each other and enjoy each other? Mm-hmm. And have like off time from work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that's how boundaries come into play. I get it. <laughs> I get it. 
<laughs> I get it. Well, yeah, it's just like we, the, like, fortunately for us, and I've, I've obviously seen it in other couples, although I don't think it's as common, is that if you get someone that is so in alignment with either a mission or a path, like, it really is a sweet spot. It changes, it changes from needing to have a lot of boundaries and a lot of structure, depending on the kind of people you are, to um, a lot of it just feels like bliss. And I can honestly yeah. say that um, that's been one of the one of the beautiful things about our relationship and our business it's, is that it's, yeah. it's blissful a, a lot of the time. It is. A really big chunk of the time. But one thing that I believe, and I learned this from one of my neighbors, that he was a, a long, long-time psychologist and worked with lots of couples. And one of the things he said was, to have a relationship work, you just need one thing, even if there's nothing else but one. You need one thing that you're both passionate about together. So even if your partner doesn't like anything about your business and, you know, doesn't really want to necessarily go on the journey with you, like relationships can still work and thrive if you have one thing that you're both really passionate about together because that is what the glue that can like hold your relationship together, having that one thing. Mm -hmm. So I, I, get, I think that all kinds of different relationships can work. You know, ours is great because we do do almost everything together and mm -hmm. have so many things in common, but other relationships are different and they thrive, they can thrive in their own ways. But, you know, I would ask yourself, you know, what, what do my partner and I both have passionately in common? At least mm -hmm. one thing. So I'll leave you with that. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a, a rating and let us know what you thought. We would appreciate that so much. We're grateful for you. And leave a comment or send me a DM, but leave a comment on my latest Instagram post. And let me know what has been your experience around this. And if it's something you'd like to share in private, like, of course, feel free to send Alex or I a direct message and let us know. Mm -hmm. We'll chat with you soon. Bye.